Welcome to Divorce Right, HR solutions for divorce in the workplace. I'm your host, Vicki Townsend, and welcome to the show for HR directors, managers, and department heads looking for solutions for their divorcing employees. Divorce is the second highest life stressor coming in just slightly behind death of a loved one. From presenteeism to absences and everything in between, divorcing employees cost our country billions of dollars each year in lost productivity. In this show, you'll learn how you can help your employees through this very challenging life event. So join us every Monday where we dive into the state-of-the-art techniques, tips, and real-world solutions for divorcing employees in the workplace. You'll meet thought leaders from the divorce and the human resources industries from across the country. You'll hear from industry giants in the fields of mental health, legal matters, finance, issues with children, and so much more to help you help your employee through this incredibly challenging life event. So put it on your calendar and learn how you can make this process a better one for your team. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Vicki Townsend, and I'm the president and founder of Divorce Right. We're a company that finally brings a solution for divorce in your company with the incredible impact that it has on your culture and on your bottom line. So welcome to our podcast, Divorce Right, HR Solutions for Divorce in the Workplace. And today we have a very special topic and a very special speaker. We're speaking with documentary filmmaker and parent alienation expert, Ginger Gentile. Ginger is on a mission to save children from the trauma of high-conflict divorce. Her first film on this topic, Erasing Dad, was filmed in Argentina and resulted in joint custody legislation being enacted. Her latest film, Erasing Family, currently streaming on all major platforms, exposes the trauma children suffer when a loving parent is erased from their lives, a problem that affects 22 million families in the U.S. alone. For this film, she crowdfunded nearly half a million dollars and created a network of parents who went from victims to activists. Uh, Gentile was named as Architect of Change by Maria Shriver and has spoken at South by Southwest and appeared in the Atlantic Magazine, Washington Times, and on shows on the Bravo, ABC, CBS, and NBC networks, as well as numerous podcasts, including this one. In her time serving as the executive director at the National Parent Organization in 2019, she added six new state affiliates and garnered national press attention for the Shared Parenting Report Card. Now she's finishing up her fourth documentary film and is coaching parents suffering from parent alienation to help them reunite with their erased children and sharing the lessons she learned about reuniting in a, a soon to be released book, podcast and online course. You can find out more about her film, Erasing Family at erasingfamily.org and her consulting at gingergenteel.com slash consulting. Welcome, Ginger. Thank you so much for doing this with us today. I am a huge fan and have seen all of your films. And I just think that it's what you're doing is just amazing. And a question for you as we get this started. So why do you think parent alienation is a silent epidemic? So thank you so much for having me on, Vicki. Parental alienation is a silent epidemic because it affects 22 million parents in the U.S. alone. That's the latest polling research we have. But what makes this a silent epidemic is that parents feel a lot of shame when they can't see their kids, so they don't talk about it. Many parents I've talked to, even though there's 22 million of them, feel like they're the only person who's going through this. They feel that nobody understands and they often get blamed. You must have done something that you can't see 
your children for. There must be something going on. You must have a bad lawyer. And what people don't understand is that the family courts, the way they're designed now, in many cases are incapable of solving the parental alienation problem. And that's because when a family goes to court and one of the parents says, I'm having trouble seeing my kid, the custody order isn't being followed, the visitation isn't being followed, family courts tend to act very slowly and time is on the side of the parent who is alienating because the more time they have, the more they can talk to the child to convince them that they don't wanna see the other parent threaten them with punishment if they don't, to not see the other parent. And also in extreme cases, so many years go by, the child loses that emotional connection with the parent. So if they do go to court and the child is put on the stand or interviewed in chambers, which in my film, Racing Family, I say that should never be done. It's very traumatic for children. It's very likely they'll say they don't want to see that parent. Mm -hmm. So everyone says, look, there must be a reason they don't want to see that parent. And in many states, a child as young as 12 can unilaterally decide to not see a parent giving no good reason. California is one such state, just to give an example. So all a parent has to do is convince the child for a few minutes to say, I don't want to see mom, I don't want to see dad. And this can be a lifetime of alienation, not just from that parent, but from the whole extended family. So what's really important for HR departments to also recognize is while it's the mom or dad who is the person who's actively being alienated, that child will lose contact with a whole extended family. So these employees, the aunts, uncles, grandparents, can also be in a very stressed out situation and bring this stress into the workplace. And by feeling isolated and alone, or, oh, your kids will just come back to you and people just saying, just forget about it, it can really make the situation worse. Wow. Fantastic. You know what? I know that you actually in, in your, in your movie, you come out, you, you went through this yourself. Why don't you give a, can you give us a little bit of your background with this and your expertise around this? Sure. So I'm a child of high conflict divorce. I was always put between my parents asking to choose sides and uh, the family courts definitely made my family situation worse. And there was a lot of fighting that lasted for about 25 years. For 25 years, my parents couldn't be in the same room together. And uh, when I, I moved to Argentina in part to get away from my family. And when I was there, of course, I met somebody who was going through this. And like a lot of people, I said, there must be a reason why you can't see your daughter. And it must be because you, I knew he was a good person. You must have a really bad lawyer. And I began to discover that the courts just don't enforce these orders. Nobody sees a, sees a parent having access to their child as a big deal. So uh, that's when in Argentina, I began to do my first film about this. And when I came back to the United States, I really focused on the children's perspective. So I reached out to kids and took a very long time who were willing to talk on camera in the Erasing Family documentary about how they suffered from parental alienation but the most important thing that I want to focus on are what I learned from families about how they can reunite. These stories can have a happy ending, but it requires learning new skills and also for parents to see that family court can possibly be a tool, but it can't be the only tool. They have to learn new relationship skills, new ways of communicating. But the good news for HR departments is a lot of these skills about how to deal with a highly conflicted person also translate great into the workplace. Oh, that's wonderful. So we've, you know, we talked about your story and, and that it's an epidemic 
what are some of the warning signs, early warning signs, maybe that people can start to, to focus on so that they can start to see that something is going to happen. Right. So as far as parental alienation, early warning signs go, what people have to look out for is that fighting and bad mouthing to a certain level, unfortunately is normal in divorce. We really have to teach people that any level of bad mouthing can be very bad for children because they are half of each parent. So when they hear your mom is horrible, the child internally thinks I am half horrible, Mm -hmm. right? So we really need to educate parents not to put kids in the middle, not to tell them secrets, not to get them to take sides or to send messages back and forth. That's for everybody. So that's wonderful. We can accomplish a lot by teaching parents these skills. Unfortunately, there's some parents who want to use child custody as a way to get revenge on the other parent. They were cheated on. Um, the parent was uh, the other parent was a liar. So they say, "I want to take what's most important to the children." Or, and this is very important as a warning side, one of the parents could be reenacting childhood trauma. So, if one of the parents did not uh, have access to their parent growing up, if their parent was erased it's very likely that they will repeat this trauma or that they'll become a victim to this. So basically 50% of the kids who experience parental alienation will end up alienated or alienating if they have children. So that's an early warning sign to tell people like, hey, if your soon-to-be ex-spouse suffered from this or if you suffer from this, you have to be on the lookout because you are repeating these patterns. Now, the other thing, and we don't want to scare people, but Parental alienation is a problem that gets worse over time. So if in the beginning, a parent sees that a custody or visitation order is not being followed more than two times, I would say, because most of the times people wait for a dozen times, Mm -hmm. they should contact legal counsel right away. And they need to make sure that their divorce agreement says there is a friendly parent principle, which is that the parent with custody or both parents, if they have joint custody, have to follow the custody order or they might lose custody. This is super important. So you need to go back to court right away. The longer you wait, as I said before, the worse it gets because then the child can actually be turned against the parent. Um, the other thing too is for parents to learn skills that if a child says, I don't like you, mom says you're bad, dad says you're a liar or whatever, to not respond with anger, to know that the child is mimicking what they hear or might even be put on a mission to say certain things or to act in a difficult nature and to respond with love to that child. And this sounds obvious, but it's a skill that often has to be taught and parents have to practice. And this is something where if people see that this is happening, to get help and to get specifically a coach or a consultant, um, a lawyer who specialized in this, a psychologist who specialized in this right away. And to also know that what really helps is to set firm rules, to be friendly and firm with the other parent. And what a lot of parents do is they say, well, I can't see my kid on Sunday. That's okay. As long as I can see them next Sunday, they have to be very firm, but also not get angry. And this is the type Uh, This is the rope they have to walk, which is very hard. You need to be firm so you're not a doormat, but you also don't want to show up angry or hysterical because then that will be used against you. Look, you're angry. You shouldn't see the kids. So there's a lot of training that has to go on. But if people can identify this within the first six months, 
there's a very good chance it can be stopped and reversed. The problem is when people realize what's going on five years in, and most of the people who contact me, unfortunately, are on year five to 10 of not seeing their kids. Wow. And then, and then again, to your point, the child has already lost their connection, their emotional right. connection with that parent. Exactly. So that can be very tragic. So obviously, HR departments, they're not psychology departments, but right. they can in their training about divorce and looking for solutions that lower the conflict for their employees so they can increase productivity. This is something that they can definitely alert people to and also know to not say things like, oh, your kid will definitely come back to you. Oh, it's just a custody battle. Oh, this happens in all divorces, but to be supportive of these parents, but also to know where to point them into the right directions. Because what a lot of people say is, well, the kids need therapy. Everybody needs therapy. And in these cases, what they need more is coaching. They need clear plans because also if somebody is alienating because of past trauma, just going to a therapy session for a few times that's court ordered, it's not going to help. These parents respond to clear boundaries. So, so the parents need to know when they go to court to ask for clear boundaries and not say, let's get everybody into therapy that often doesn't work. Interesting. I know you had said this is actually much more widespread than even I had been aware. What Can you give us some statistics on that? Sure. Studying parental alienation is in its infancy. Jennifer Harmon, who's in my documentary, Racing Family, she did polling and she was the first person to do polling. And what she found is that 22 million Americans report being alienated from one or more of their children. It's also important to say that in some families, if there's siblings, one child will become alienated and the other will not. That, that can also happen. And what we, what we have also seen is that talking to people who are in the field, they would say that this happens in about one in five cases. So the majority of parents will divorce, there will be conflict, and they will be able to resolve. But 20%, that's still a big number. Huge. And also the other thing to be aware of is now we're seeing more families form from never married parents in all socioeconomic strata. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of, so it's one thing to go through a divorce when you live with somebody for 10 years. It's another thing to have a child custody issue with somebody who you knew very briefly. And this can even have more conflict because people don't know and trust each other. So that's something that's also going to come in the future. And that's also something for HR departments to be aware of, that someone might be going through a paternity case or a custody case who is not actually married. So education about child custody issues and paternity issues should extend to the entire company and not to assume just because somebody is single right. that they are not going to have a child custody issue. Do you know the rules? And, and um, I think this was on one of our other things that you had done with us um, at National Association of Divorce Professionals. What is the, um, the ruling around not being a legally married couple and custody and potential setup for parent alienation? So that's a great question to talk about paternity in the United States. So the United States is actually very behind the times. In most countries in the world, the father is the father and has rights to the child because he is the biological father. 
In many states in the United States, and I, this is each state is different, that is not so. If you're unmarried, even if you are living together and have a relationship together, you have to one, be put on the birth certificate and then in many states also sue for paternity. And a lot of parents don't realize this. So it has nothing to do with being the, by naturally being the biological father, you are legally the father. And, um, and also another flip side to this is that sometimes a father can be declared the father who isn't. So he, and he is forced to pay child support. And if he doesn't challenge this within two years, he will automatically be the father forever, even though he has DNA evidence to the contrary. So it's very important that if a man has a child and he's not married to the woman and he wants to be in the child's life to consult with an attorney right away. And this is unfortunate because this is a cost. It's also to sue for paternity. It's, it's, it's quite an awful process and it doesn't happen automatically. Even then the courts will say, well, we're not sure if we really want to give you more than just like a few hours of visitation. So fathers who are not married are at a big disadvantage. And I do tell men all the time, if you're planning to have a family, and this is not my moral judgment, get right. married if you're in the United States, because the lack of rights you have if you're an unmarried father is quite incredible and quite old fashioned. It is. And, and it's very interesting because um, I think here in Florida, where I am, uh, there is a form that you can fill out at the hospital, but you're not automatically given that form if you're not married, which I think should be another thing. That's another conversation for another yes. day. But if you're there and you're delivering your baby and you think that everything's all wonderful and you just aren't married, you've got another thing coming because she actually has the right to take that child out of state without your permission and all of that other thing. So, so this is a this is a big thing. And I imagine parent alienation is a part of that because, oh, well, you didn't know. So too bad, so sad. That, that is correct. There's a lot of just misinformation out there. And also that people think that if they go to family court, they're going to have a sympathetic forum with highly trained professionals who are going to act quickly. And that unfortunately is not the case. So it's very important um, to also let parents know that they need to present their case in the simplest way possible, do a lot of the legwork for the lawyer, like listing timelines and evidence, but also that to show up to court with tons of exhibits and evidence doesn't help either. And that's because the family courts are overwhelmed and judges don't wanna hear it. So you need to focus on family time is not being honored. There's a campaign of bad mouthing as opposed to asking for more and more interventions or psychological evaluations or custody evaluators, guardians ad litems, this can often make things worse because I warn parents, you never know the bias of the person who's gonna be assigned. So make it quick as possible. Time is not on your side if you're facing this. And I think it's also very important for employers to be sympathetic and be able to have resources to point their employees to, because these are complex cases they can be resolved if people act quickly, but there's a lot of bad advice out there. Exactly. And it's, and to your point earlier and to our listeners out there, it's one out of every five divorces in this country. It's not nothing. It is a big problem. Families are losing contact with their children, sometimes with reason, but mo many times without. And mm -hmm. um, I'm so grateful to have had you here. We've talked to some, some great tips for HR executives to use 
um, should this come up and they find somebody in their office that is experiencing this? Because it's really actually really awful. And we have some laws that do need to be changed in this country. And I know that you are working on, on changing the world and, and the, the, the lives of those that have suffered with parent alienation. Ginger, as we wrap this up, why don't you tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, give them your website, email address, phone numbers, whatever you want to do. Right. So even if they forget everything, I'm very Googleable. They can Google Ginger Gentile or the Erasing Family and everything will come up. The Erasing Family documentary is free to stream on YouTube and Tubi. You can also rent it or buy it on Amazon, iTunes. And if you go to the erasingfamily.org website, there is a lot of information and printouts for HR departments. There's even a text line so parents or kids can talk with a professional for free to get basic emotional support and resources. And if people want to contact me, they can do that through the Erasing Family website or visit gingergentile.com slash consulting. And there I can you can find out how I consult with parents. And I give them a game plan, a kind of a 10,000 foot above view of what they can ask for in court, what they can't, how to communicate with the other parent, how to communicate with their children. And it's transformative for a lot of parents because at the very least they feel more calm and they actually know what the timeline is probably gonna look like instead of feeling that every text that they get unanswered is desperate and horrible. And just one last word for the HR people listening out there. Just remember this problem is not just for the parent who's divorcing. This can affect grandparents. I recently talked to a man whose father was elderly but died. And he said it was from heartache from not being able to see his grandchildren because his son was alienated. So it could be an aunt, it could be a grandparent that shows up distraught, not just a parent. So that's why it's so important to include divorce and custody education for the entire company, not just people who are married or people right. who you think are going to go through a divorce because you don't know how this is affecting people who might be single on the form, but maybe they're going through a paternity case. Maybe they're the aunt and they're, you know, um, and they can't see their, you know, their nieces and nephews and their brother is distraught and they have to miss work to take care of their distraught brother. Right. Right. There's so there's, it's, it's such, um, it's such a big web there that, that it impacts so many people. Ginger, thank you so much for being with us today. And um, we look forward to having you on again. And uh, even in our uh, training program, if you'll join us for that. Of course. And I think that this is just a super, super important topic because I think, I, I, I mean, I, I have friends that have been through this myself and I know that this is just incredibly stressful on someone's life. So thank you for joining us today. I hope that you all will join us next week as we bring another important topic around divorce and the workplace so that we want to bring you some solutions that you can take to your employees and uh, provide a better divorce culture in your company. Thank you all. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Ginger. Thanks so much for joining us on Divorce Right HR Solutions for Divorce in the Workplace. If you know someone who would benefit from something you've learned today, please share this with them. And if you found value, please leave us a review.